Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Mother of Fawn podcast. This is Audrey, and as you know, if you've heard my previous episodes, I am a first time mom of one baby girl named Mia. She is currently six and a half months old, and so far it's been quite an adventure. So, today I honestly I wasn't even gonna record a podcast, but I was just walking. I'm, I'm currently outside, so I hope there's no distracting noises. But I was just walking and I was thinking about how things have changed so much since, you know, I. So it's been six months, right? Six and a half months. And I personally struggled with postpartum depression, not right at the beginning, but around three months postpartum. So I've made blog posts and shared on my Instagram account,、um, which is at Mother of Fawn, about my experience, but I was just kind of reflecting back because it's been a while since that happened, and I'm feeling obviously a lot better now, and I'm in a place where I can reflect back and kind of see where I was at that time. So today I just wanted to. Share my experience with postpartum depression because I know a lot of moms go through it and a lot of them stay silent. After I shared my experience, so many moms contacted me saying, like, you know, I, have, I went through something like this too, but I didn't tell anybody. I just kind of kept it to myself. A lot of people who、I've, I'm connected with online are Vietnamese or Asian just because my YouTube channel. Is kind of tailored to that niche of sharing content that's related to Vietnamese culture and language. So it was it was really eye opening to see just how many women were feeling lonely and feeling like they had to silently suffer through their depression just because culturally it's not something that people talk about. In the U.S., it's obviously getting better. I think it's the stigma around it is gone and. People are more open to sharing their experiences. But as far as you know, other countries like Vietnam or China, I think mental health is still something that's on the back burner. So I just wanted to share my experience today. I don't know who's listening, but if you're listening and you're struggling, or maybe you're already on the other side of it and you just want to feel like you have someone to relate to what you went through, maybe you kept it to yourself. I hope that this episode brings you a little bit of peace. So, yeah, I'm kind of out of breath because I'm talking and walking at the same time. I hope it's not too distracting, but I just really felt called to just record this episode right now because honestly, I, I was doing a lot. So, before I get into it, I was doing so much in the past couple months. I have a YouTube channel, so it's The Winton Family. You can check it out. And I also was doing my blog, Instagram, and then trying to do this podcast, trying to be a wife, a mom, trying to work out. I was really trying to do it all. So I kind of took a step back and thought maybe the podcast would go on hold for a little while while I collect myself. But I saw nine people listen to my last episode, and that was enough. Hey, baby's here. And that was enough to push me to record another episode. So. If you're listening, I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm not obviously here, you know, to get like a bunch of listeners. I just want to be able to reach the people that need to hear this the most. Hi, are you upset? She's like, why isn't mommy talking to me? So now, 
this is gonna be like such a raw episode i hope you don't mind i don't even think i'm gonna edit it i think i'm just gonna post it as is so excuse the quality if it's a little bit funky i'll just quickly listen to it to make sure it's not terrible but i just want to get this out there nine oh okay so what i what i was actually thinking about when i was walking before i share my whole experience I'm gonna tell you what caused me to decide to record this. So I was just reflecting back on how I felt. And I came up with this analogy of, that kind of fits like perfectly with how I felt when I was going through postpartum versus now. So it's almost like when I was going through my postpartum depression, I felt like I was at the beach, right? And the baby is on the beach. She's fine, you know, she's just on her little beach blanket, chilling in the sun enjoying life but i'm in the water and i can't swim and i'm drowning and i can feel there's water in my lungs i'm sputtering i'm trying to stay above the surface but i can't it feels like something's pulling me under and there's no way i can get out of it unless somebody helps me i'm just kind of like there watching my baby who's fine but i'm not fine at all so that's kind of how I felt during like my darkest part of my depression. Like I felt like I, I needed help. And if I didn't get help right away, sorry, there's a bus. I felt like I needed help. And if I didn't get help that I needed right away, I was going to drown. I was at the point where I was going down. I was going under and soon I wasn't going to be able to see my baby anymore because I was just going to be that far gone. But now looking back, the new analogy that I feel like my motherhood journey has taken is I'm now sitting on the beach with my baby and we're enjoying it but sometimes a cloud covers the sun sometimes we get a little rain shower sometimes a seagull poops on our towel or maybe we get a sunburn but it's nothing like serious like drowning it's more just like little things along the way that I can handle when they happen. I can do it by myself. And each time something happens, I learn from it. You know, I got a sunburn. Okay, let's wear sunscreen. Or, you know, it rained on our beach day. Well, I'll check the forecast next time. So I hope that makes sense as the analogy of like my feeling because I really thought that it completely fit. And it just came to me as I was walking. You know, I was just kind of reflecting and just amazed at how far I've come because I was really not doing that well three months postpartum but now six months I'm so much better hi baby you want to talk on the podcast so anyways if you have seen I did post a blog post detailing my experience I think I posted two so one of them is my struggle with postpartum and then another one is kind of hey it's kind of a follow-up She's not going to let me record this. What? You don't like this toy? Hold on. Let me get her a different toy. Child. Here, what's this? Is this something new? Always have to entertain her. So yeah, I do have two two posts about it, but I did want to make a podcast just in case you're a busy mom. You don't have time to read stuff. I just wanted to have some content out there for you. So... My experience was, you know, in the beginning I was fine. 
of course I was overwhelmed as a new mom, but it was nothing like depression. I, I just figured it's baby blues, everybody goes through this, it's hard, it's a transition, etc, etc. But maybe it's like three weeks postpartum, I, I think that's when I started. So it wasn't like the day I gave birth. But it was maybe around three or four weeks where it kind of started. It wasn't serious yet. And again, I just kept shrugging it off. I was like, oh, this is baby blues. Like, I'm, I'm going to be okay. And I didn't tell anybody. I just kept it to myself. I actually recorded a voice recording of how I was feeling. How I was feeling lonely and confused. And like, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I felt like I needed help like with a baby. Because at that time... My husband, he, he stayed home the first two weeks and then he had to go back to work. And he worked kind of far away. So he'd leave in the morning around like 7.20 and wouldn't get home till at least 6.30. So I was home with a newborn by myself all day, every day. And that was a big struggle that I had. So then around three months is when things got really dark. So I would be sitting there nursing her and I would just get like this flash of a thought of like, oh my god I just want her away from me like I just want to throw her out the window and be done like I don't even want to do this and that scared me that scared the crap out of me because I'm like why would I have that thought I love my baby Ugh, I'm sorry guys I'm walking and it's coronavirus and there's like somebody walking towards me so I'm trying to find a way to avoid them Ugh, there's two people coming Oh, she's moving to the side. Of course, why, why when I want to record something? It's like so many distractions. I hope that you guys don't mind this kind of episode. Honestly, I'm not a professional. So yeah, this is just how it is. And I didn't want to stop recording just because I didn't have like a quiet place to record or something like that. Oh, there's another person coming. Why? And he's looking at his phone. Move over. I have a stroller, so I can't just jump off the sidewalk. So I'm like praying that all the people that come by move. Hey, hey, hey. Look at your toy. Also, now I'm like, what the heck? People keep walking by and I'm trying to record this. Probably should have done it at home. So anyways, as I was saying, it was like super dark. And as I said, I had that kind of thought. And then it just kind of kept going. Like I kept having more similar thoughts. Like I obviously would never hurt my daughter but it was just like a flash of a thought like and usually when I'm like really tired and really frustrated and overwhelmed it would happen and I just felt like super alone like I would just be sitting in the room by myself nursing her and wondering like when's it gonna get better what am I gonna do like that was all I could think about it's like what am I gonna do so then it was a Sunday and that's when I hit rock bottom I was like just downstairs holding her, looking out the the door. So we have like a glass door that goes to a deck. And I was just looking out there and I just thought like, I just want to go out there and throw her off the deck. Like, and I was like, what the hell? Like, why am I having such a freaky thought? So that's when I knew. And, and I just started crying. And I kept crying like the whole day. And my husband saw me, but I think, you know, he doesn't really know what to do when, when someone's crying. And I'm not good at talking when I'm crying because then I cry more. So it was just like a day of me crying and him like kind of looking at me like, what the heck? And men don't really get it. 
Like, you can talk to them, but they're not going to get it like a woman does. So, that's when I knew. I was like, you know what? I need to tell him. So, I told him, like, you know, I think I'm, you know, having postpartum depression. I think I need to call the doctor. I need help. So, then, he said, okay, yeah, do that. And he took a week off from work. Because he was already working from home. So, I wasn't like alone alone but obviously he's working he can't be there 24 7 with me and the baby so he's like okay I'll take a week off I'll take the baby and you just kind of take care of yourself for this week so then I just kind of took her when she needed to be nursed or if I just wanted some time with her but for the most part he was the main caretaker for that week so I called the doctor the next day right the doctor's office my OB office because I didn't know who else to call and I told them I was like you know I think I'm having postpartum depression and she asked the question have you ever had thoughts like suicidal thoughts and I said no because obviously I did not and I like my biggest fear is death so I was like no (laughs) and then she said do you have you ever had thoughts of hurting yourself or the baby And I was like, well, I can't say no because the whole reason I'm calling her is to get help. And technically throwing a baby out the window is going to hurt them. So even though I knew I wasn't going to actually do it, I said yes. I said, yeah, I had these thoughts. And she said, okay, well, that sounds serious. So we're going to, I want you to, you know, talk to somebody. Here's a a recommended therapist. So you call them up and, and whatever. Then she has to talk to Hui, my husband. And so she told him, like, you know, this is kind of serious because what she said. How do you think she is? Do you think she's a danger to herself or the baby? And he was like, no, she's definitely not a danger. Like, because I didn't show any signs. I was keeping it to myself. And I feel like that's, that's the problem. A lot of women can do that. We can just pretend nothing's happening on the surface when it's all inside us. So... He was like, no, no, she's fine. Um, I I feel like he almost couldn't believe what I was going through because I didn't seem like I was going through anything until I started crying the whole day. So then I guess they said, like, they're going to have to have child services, like, follow up or something. She, She told him that, right? Didn't tell him anything else. 15 minutes later, the police show up at my house. Like, three police cars, which was incredibly embarrassing because I didn't want the neighbors to be, like, you know, whatever, gossiping, like, what's going on at their house. And it was so scary for me because this is something I don't really share with people. But for this episode, I'm just going to open up and share it. It Maybe beneficial for me and hopefully it's beneficial for someone else. So when I was a kid, my mom, she, my birth mom, she's an alcoholic. And when I was about three years old, I have this memory of getting taken away from her by the police, where I was then taken to foster care because my parents were never married. So my dad didn't have custody of me. It was just my mom. And then, you know, so this whole thing happened and I have this very, very traumatic memory of getting pulled out of her car and taken away by the police and taken into state custody so when police show up at my house because i said something about harming my baby that was the first thing that flashed before me is oh my god are they going to take my daughter away 
do they think I'm a bad mom? So, like, obviously, they explained. They said, you know, this is just a wellness check to make sure you and baby are okay. We're not going to, you know, take her away. But I was, like, so scared. So I was crying, and I probably looked like a crazy person because I was, like, freaking out. But that was traumatic. And I wish that the doctor would have told me, like, you know, someone's going to come for a wellness check in a few minutes. Like, why would you do that caught off guard and scare somebody who's already going through shit? Like, I know, baby, I know. You don't remember that happening, but I do. So it was just so awful. And then after that, the child protective people kept calling me, checking in, interviewing me. They made me video call them to show that she had a safe sleeping space. I had to like send them like videos and pictures of the baby to make sure she was okay. It was like this whole thing. And then they had to talk to my her pediatrician. And you know, I understand like some instances there may be like danger or harm to the child. This was not one of them, so it just felt like overkill and it felt embarrassing. Like I that's that's the best thing I can say. I don't know if it was helpful to me at all because it was mostly just embarrassing that I had so many people like coming as if like to make sure I wasn't a monster or something. I know that's probably not what they were doing, but it's just how it felt. I felt like almost like I was being attacked for asking for help. So, I wish it didn't go like that and I ended up talking to a therapist. So, oh my god. Baby, you're okay. We're almost home. I ended up talking to this therapist. She was kind of crappy. Like, I talked to her, but I didn't really care for it. So I did it for like four weeks. It was on the phone. She just like listened and asked me random questions. So we ended up talking about like so many things that had nothing to do with my condition. And by the way, it also took like half a week to even get the appointment. And so by the time I even started talking to her, I was already feeling better because I had finally opened up to family and friends. So it was almost like I didn't really need to talk to her to begin with. But that's just my case. I know everybody has their own situation where they may benefit from counseling more than I did. So I'm not saying like if you're going through this, don't even bother with the counseling because it may be exactly what you need. But for me, it just didn't work. So it took a while. Like that's that's probably where I'm going to end it. It took a while to feel 100%. So somebody asked me, they said like, do you ever feel like you still have some depression? I, I wouldn't say I feel any depression at all anymore. It's more just overwhelm of motherhood, which I'm sure every mom can relate. Hey, like when this baby is being a crazy little one. Hey, Nye, we're home. We just, we just parked in the driveway. We're home. So what's up, child? What's up? Huh? She's holding her little pink bunny. She's all upset because I wasn't giving her attention. Hi, usually I sing and talk to her on our walks, but she's like, man, mama, why are you ignoring me? So anyways, that's, I think that's where I'm going to end this episode because it's like 20 minutes and I think that's long enough. But if you guys want to know more about my experience, then you can send me a direct message on Instagram, which is at Mother of Fawn, if you want to talk to me directly. Or you can check out my blog, motherfawn.com, where I have some resources of a couple blog posts where I talked about my experience maybe more in depth than this 
So if you want to check that out, you can. But I hope that the purpose of this episode was fulfilled to bring you peace of mind and knowing that you're not alone if you are going through this because that is the most important thing to know i think because if you feel like you're doing it alone it's just way more scary you're just going to drown faster like i said with my analogy of of the drowning thing i felt like when i actually opened up is when somebody threw me a life vest it, you know, I was still in the water. I wasn't out yet. I was probably catching hypothermia still, but at least I had something that was starting to help. So, the first, like, the best thing you can do is talk to somebody, anybody, open up, and don't keep it to yourself. That was my biggest mistake: is not talking from the beginning about my feelings. So, yeah, that's where I'm gonna end it. If you guys enjoy this podcast, please let me know by leaving an iTunes review so that other people can find this show. And that's that's all I have for today. I don't know what the next episode will be, but just stay tuned. Thank you for listening, for following this podcast, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye!